Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of the She Gets It podcast. Before we dive into our topic today, if you guys want to have a little laugh with us behind the scenes, <laughs> Don and I have been sitting here triggering each other's yawns for like the last five minutes. She's yawning, then it makes me yawn. Now we're like on a yawning kick right now, so hopefully we don't I mean, I'm trying to do like a little happy dance in my chair, warm myself back up, but sometimes these recording days get a little long. Yeah. And we're moms. I mean, I haven't slept through the night in like three years, so there's that too. But, um, okay. Today's episode, what we want to talk about today, it's middle of December. Dawn and I are already trying to be high achievers and think about 2023 and what our goals are. I'm sure so many of you are in the same boat as well. And we just wanted to talk about how essentially to make 2023 your best year ever, how to become the best version of yourself in 2023, what we're going to be doing, what we're focused on, and just having a little chat about that. Before we continue, Lauren, I want to pause on this for a second because I've seen so much on Instagram, which is where you and I live and probably a lot of our listeners live because that's the only place we advertise this podcast. So probably a lot of you (laughs) are from Instagram. And I've seen a lot of things on Instagram about like slowing down at the end of the year and it's okay to not speed up and press the brakes and pause. And I just want to say to that, yes, it's okay. In fact, that's what Lauren and I are actually both doing, but we can push pause or press the brakes and slow down a little bit with our offers and our sales and what we're doing and still continue to be higher achievers and still continue to plan and still continue to sell offers for next year. So I just wanted to say that real quick because I'm not trying to tell people like I don't want this to come across as like end of the year you got to speed up. This is very much a it's the end of the year. Do whatever the heck you want. We're just talking about making plans for the future. Thank you. That was a really great uh, side note for anyone who was thinking, oh my gosh, am I not a high achiever? Cause I'm not thinking about goals yet. No, that's not what I'm saying. And to Don's point, yes, I think it's important to obviously know where the brake pedal is in your business when you need to slow down and be human, enjoy the holidays, etc. But I will say I am never slowing down on personal growth and development. Yeah, that is something no. that I'm always embodying is growth. That is a core value of mine. I've said that multiple times on different episodes. Growth is a core value. Don, I know you feel the same way about yourself as well. Guess um, what? I got myself for Christmas, Lauren. What? <laughs> um, I'm going to buy myself a course and I bought myself three books that I've been eyeing and that was my Christmas gift. And they're all about self-development and growth. So why are you and I the same person? Because I just bought myself a course and I thought I, I literally was like, Merry Christmas, Lauren, this is going to help you be the best version of yourself in 2023. And then Jesse asked me what I wanted for Christmas. And I basically said, nothing, honey, you can get me nothing, whatever you want. Like I will be fine. But if you want any ideas, I have 15 books in my Amazon cart right now. So you can go (laughs) check those out if you would like to buy me something. And they're all about like how to be a conscious parent, like their parenting books, business books, like personal growth and development. So yes, Mm -hmm. that's all Dawn and I want for Christmas courses and books. (laughs) If if any of you guys 
any ideas <laughs> of what to ever gift us a course or a book please we know how um, to live large that's all I'm saying <laughs> why are we this is like really revealing our friendship too because I don't know if you guys remember the episode where Don and I kind of introduced our story this was truly Don and I talking till four o'clock in the morning about stuff like this mm-hmm. personal growth development business strategy taxes we thrive on that stuff because we're a little nerdy like that. But that well, all being said. I mean, don't lie. If you're listening to this, you must like it too. So embrace it. Enjoy embrace with it. us. It's who we are. And okay. with that being said, yeah, I was like, let's get down to business. Okay. So I just introduced this episode though, as how to be the best version of yourself in 2023. And we'll probably drop this in the beginning of January. Cause that's what makes sense. But to be honest, I, you can be listening to this anytime. And it's like, just how to become the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't have to wait until the new year to start working on your personal growth development journey and like aiming for that higher version of yourself that you aspire to be. So just going to say that for whenever you are listening to this, it could be the middle of the year, end of the year. Like that's just every day we should be like, how can I become the best version of myself today? Because also tomorrow's not guaranteed. Yeah. I don't want to get morbid, but geez, guys, today is the only day that we have to worry about and that we can, and even today is not fully guaranteed either. Yeah. In fact, I feel like that was one of the first, I'm going to call it a breakthrough, but that was one of the first breakthroughs on my self-development journey was stop waiting until the new year or the new month or next week to start this thing that you want to implement it. As soon as you realize you want to implement it, implement it. And if you don't implement it immediately, you must not want it bad enough. So go figure it out. Be honest with yourself. Do you actually want it or do you not? And if you don't, let it go. Don't shame yourself. Don't make promises that you're going to break to yourself. You either get to implement it right there and then or let's let it go. So thank you for bringing that up, Lauren, of don't wait till the new year. Do it right then and there when the idea comes to you. Otherwise. And that's why we're in December, end of year, but we're still focused on our growth and development. It's so funny. So I love YouTube and I follow a Buddhist monk on YouTube and watch all of his videos. And he was talking about a Buddhist like monk's morning routine, which I thought was super fascinating. And I actually partially have modeled my morning routine after his routine because I thought, you know what? There's so much wisdom in this routine. But the first thing that he says he does before he gets out of bed in the morning is he like monks wake up really early. Like it's part of their ritual, right? And their practice is they wake up really early, but before they get out of bed, the first thing that he says he does is reflect on death. And he's like, now that sounds super morbid, but the whole point of it is bringing your, your awareness to the present that the only thing that is guaranteed is this present moment that you are in. Like, we're not even guaranteed the day. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not guaranteed next year. And so spending time reflecting on death which I don't spend time reflecting on death, but I do wake up every morning. And one of the first things that I say in my mind is thank you God for today. Mm -hmm. And I focus on today and the present moment that I'm in, because I feel like every day is such a tremendous gift that we take for granted. Um, 
Okay, but I love that. Like, I love that idea of, I don't know, I guess that was a different perspective to me of focusing on the present. So yeah, it's just, it's just the practice of realizing like today is all that we have and not even, we're not even guaranteed the full day. There's so many Mm -hmm. people that go to work, get in a car accident and it's like, well, they just started their day normal. Yeah. You know? Um, wow, guys, this is going morbid really fast and sad, but that's not the point. I think just draw, like bringing this full circle of, you know, personal growth and development is always so important to be reflecting on. And it's something that I reflect on daily. It's not even just like an annual ritual where I reflect on how do I want this to be my best year? It's like a daily ritual at this point for me. Yeah. But what does that entail? Becoming the best version of ourselves what does that actually entail? And for me, it starts with getting clear on the vision of what that actually looks like, because that's going to be different, different for everyone. Like the best version of myself is going to look different than Dawn's best version, your best version, my husband's best version. Like we all have a, a vision for what that looks like and what success looks like to us. And so spending some time and getting clear on what would a successful life, what would a successful year, what would a successful day look like to me? Mm-hmm. I think is kind of that first step because we have to have something to measure where we are at to where we are going. It's if we don't have clarity around our vision and where we are headed, how do we take action to get there? Right. You know, so I feel like knowing what the destination is first and foremost is like what we need to get clarity around. Mm -hmm. And I will say too, my vision has changed as I've grown too. So the best version of myself, I've attained like the best version of myself to a previous version of myself. Does that make sense? Like, yes. Yeah. At one point who I am today was the best version. Like there's things that I've accomplished where I was like, that is success. That is the best version of myself. But that's the point of growth is we're always growing. That needle is always moving. So it's not like something that you can just think about once and never reflect on again. You always have to have clarity around that vision. For sure. For sure. And I do want to bring this up because I've talked to quite a few people lately. I I think it's the new year approaching and people putting pressure on creating this vision, but I've talked to quite a few people who don't know what that big long-term vision is. And they're trying to create like mood boards and goals. And they're like, I don't know where I'm going. Like I'm getting stuck on that. And so I want to talk to that for a second, because if you're in that place of it's too hard for me, I can't grasp that. I don't know where I'm going. So that means I can't follow the rest of this podcast because Lord clearly just said that that was the first step. I want to say, focus on just each and every day, take a minute to analyze. What did you like in that day? What did you not like in that day? Like what feelings were you feeling? What activities were you doing? And just kind of start to take notes of it and grow the things that you are enjoying and figure out ways that we can either change or diminish the things that you're not enjoying. And when I say change or diminish, I mean, it can be as simple as changing our mindset or it's changing the actual activity or who we're doing that activity with or the way the activity is happening. So there's a lot of different ways change can occur, obviously, but focus on those things just each and every day. Start smaller and the vision 
for the long-term plans and goals will become clearer over time. Yeah, I think that's such great advice. I love the advice of focusing on the feeling because isn't that kind of the point of life? We want to feel a certain way, Mm -hmm. right? There's so many, I think, I think sometimes we get so, especially if you identify as a high achiever, right? Sometimes there's this high or this adrenaline that comes from like achieving things and checking things off of your list. Oh, I did that. I did that. I did that. My business, or I did that. I mean, even just the simple flow of life of like, I went to college, check. I got married, check. I'm having kids, check. I started my business, check, right? As high achievers, sometimes we get caught up in the checklist. And at the end of the day, I don't think really, that's not what matters in your life in terms of what defines the worth of like the quality of your life. You know, at the, at the end of the day, when you go to people's funerals, wow, guy, guys, I'm sorry. I just can't, I can't help myself. I cannot help myself. We're going there again. Okay. When you go to people's funerals, it's never about how much money they made. It's never about like what they did for a career. It's never, it's, it's ne- never about any of that stuff. It's like people share the memories of how someone made them feel. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you're stuck on what the vision is, it's like, start with like, well, how do I want to feel? And you don't have to have all the answers of how to get there, but just focusing on that feeling is really, really well, wise. And also think, and also too, if you don't have the long-term vision, start with your short-term vision. What do you want yeah. just like in the next week? What would well, feel good? to accomplish in the next week. And even if you have the long-term vision, focus on the feelings of the long-term vision because I'm going to tell you from experience the how changes. Like, Mm, yeah, for sure. Something that I focus on all the time is my slow mornings. I share that on Instagram all the time. Like my slow mornings are everything to me because I intentionally created those slow mornings. It was a feeling of peace that I had when I thought of what my perfect day looked like, it was peaceful and I connected with myself. I connected with my family. Uh, There's just not a lot happening. And then the action was happening later in the day. Well, originally slow mornings and that connection and that peace came from me sleeping in. I am a mom and that is not how it goes nowadays. The sleeping in doesn't happen, but the same feelings that I felt do happen. Like I still have time to connect with myself. I still have time to connect with my husband and my daughter. And I still get to like another thing that was very intentional is I'm a manager. I have several employees. They're working in the mornings. They have questions in the mornings. That didn't necessarily match my slow mornings of being able to answer those questions. And so intentionally creating this because I knew the vision and I knew how I wanted to feel. I actually, they know I turn off the notifications on my phones in the mornings and I don't answer. And so being able to set that expectations because I knew the feelings that I wanted to try to create, that's that's just how I got there. So the how does look different in different seasons of your life and in different seasons of your life, the feelings that you want to create in those moments are going to change as well. So focus always focus on the feeling. I guess that's what I'm saying. Whether you have the vision or you don't have the vision, focus on the feelings you're trying to create and the how will change with time. Yeah. You brought up um, imagining like what your perfect day would be like. I feel like Mm -hmm. that's such a really great practice 
Yeah. Um, And there's probably so many guided meditations on visualizing your perfect day on YouTube. If you have a hard time sitting and meditating with and guiding yourself through a meditation, but those have been really fun for me to do. Like thinking about what would the perfect day week year look like for me, because that actually reveals a lot of what I want, what my true wants and desires are. Mm -hmm. And even down to the tiniest detail, when I wake up, when I open my eyes, what am I seeing? Who's it like, like who is in bed with me? Like obviously my husband, but then also you like my kids, you know, or whatever, just what am I drinking in the morning? What am I eating for breakfast? What am I, what do I do next? You know, Mm -hmm. how much time am I spending at work? What am I doing for work? And maybe those answers aren't all clear, Yeah. but the more you do it, I think just, again, it's not a, a one and done thing. You don't like create the vision once and then never create it again. It's always something that's going to be evolving for you as you evolve as and grow as a person too. So I think just making it a practice reflection, we've talked about reflection on this podcast before, how important reflection is at the beginning, middle and end of setting goals Mm -hmm. (laughs) and figuring out what you want. Um, So reflection and thinking about the vision of your life and making that a regular practice and just giving space for it to be revealed to you over time. Yeah. And then the second part of this. So when you do have the vision in your mind, don't judge it. When it's, when you are sitting with and thinking about your perfect day, I remember when I was thinking and sitting with my perfect day, I woke up in a house in Hawaii on the beach. I've always wanted to live in Hawaii. And my immediate reaction was, well, that's not realistic. Mm -hmm. Like that's not going to happen. And I, and then it's like, as I've gotten wiser, it's like, well, why not? Like, why couldn't that happen for me? It absolutely could right now. It's that's showing me an area of opportunity for me to grow and work around my identity, my mindset, my beliefs around money that I I couldn't afford a house on the beach in Hawaii one day. Right. And so so really important when we are creating vision for our lives, not to judge the vision because one of the, one of the most favorite things that my, one of my mentors has said to me is I don't, she said, Lauren, I don't believe God puts things on your heart to tease you. Mm-hmm. I think he puts them there to show you what's possible. Definitely. So if you truly, if it's on your heart, on your mind is something that is po- like that you want for yourself it means it's possible for you. That doesn't mean you'll actually go and achieve it because between the the vision and the accomplishment are multiple steps, right? There's like <laughs> other things that we need to do to get there. But I just wanted to say that as a word of encouragement, sometimes it's really easy to judge and to like dismiss the things that we desire. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to be like a lack of belief in yourself. Maybe it's a feeling of, well, what will someone else think about my, my vision or my dream? You want to make a million dollars. I would be, you know, I used to be fearful that people in my life would think that I was greedy or all I thought about was money when I shared like money goals. Well, and I actually, I love that you're bringing this up because what I encourage people is when that feeling comes up, that feeling of immediate judgment that you're likely going to have if this is 
new to you, this exercise of like daydreaming and consciously creating your perfect life, when those feelings of judgment come up, channel that energy. And instead of judging the dream, use it to, I don't want to use judge, but like use it to analyze the block. So instead Mm -hmm. of saying, oh no, I can't achieve that. Start asking yourself, okay, why did that feeling come up? How, like, what is the block between me and achieving that? Because anything is possible for you. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. I fully believe in that quote. And like you're saying, Lauren, like, okay, God didn't put it on your heart for no reason. So trust in that. And what's, I mean, what's the worst case scenario if you start questioning your blocks, right? Oh, I'm sorry. You might actually end up with that dream that you thought was impossible. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So we create the vision. That's kind of the first step of becoming your best self or, you know, manifesting your best year ever is like knowing where you're going. Yep. And we're giving you permission to not have all the answers. Like let this be a continuous practice in your life, always evaluating, always consciously thinking about it. Like maybe it's something that you're, you do every morning when you wake up, thank you God for another day. What is the vision for my life? Like daydream a little bit on that. Um, and also like, you know, part for me, this is like, uh, we don't even really need to go here. This is probably a different episode, but for me in that meditation of the vision, it's also the, I also spend time reflecting on my purpose because I feel like so much of fulfillment is going to come from doing the work that we were put on this earth to do, right? We were all born with different sets of skills, talents, interests for a reason. They're different than your husband's, your best friends, your mom's for a reason, Mm-hmm. And once we can really uncover what those things are and have courage to develop those things and use them for good, that's also part of creating excellent vision for your life and becoming the best version of yourself is really honing in on that purpose. And I think purpose is one of those things that gets revealed over time too. Definitely. You know, it's something that is like, you're constantly reflecting. You're constantly thinking about how can I show up and serve today? How can I make a mark in this world? Like that's all connected to your purpose. But after you do those reflections, what is that kind of next step for you, Don? So you get clear on where you're going. What mm-hmm. do you focus on next? I focus on where I'm at then. That's what mm-hmm. I take it back to. It's like, okay, this is where I'm going. This is where I'm at. Um, And in a very like, gracious, grateful manner. It's not like, oh my gosh, I'm so far from my goals. It's just kind of, okay, realistically, here's where I'm at. And then from there, I'm going to skip ahead because I don't, I guess I don't focus on the where I'm at all that much because I know I'm going to change. Like I know it's developing. So I'm not going to sit here in this moment thinking of this thing forever. It's here's where I'm at. And then I usually pick a couple of things that I can change right now to start getting to that where I want to be. Yeah. Um, I do the same thing. I actually jump back and be like, okay, well, where am I at right now? And the, it's the closing of the gap, right? Yeah. So where am I at now? Where do I want to go? The closing of the gap for me, I, I know we'll talk about goals and habits because that's something that you and I are very passionate about is like building the like building blocks of the path of how to get to our vision, right? Mm-hmm. But before I even do that, I feel like this was something that really clicked for me this year that has 
been truly one of the most transformational parts of my personal growth and development practice, but reflecting on I'm here today for a reason and it's all tied to my identity, who I believe that I am Mm -hmm. and how that impacts my thoughts, my feelings, and my actions. So for me, achieving my vision, achieving my goals is so much less to do with action. Although aligned action is important, right? That's where like a lot of people miss it with manifestation as they think, oh, I want to achieve this big thing, but then, you know, you can't just think about it and it will happen. You have to take aligned action as well. Yeah. But for me, the the first step before I know how to take aligned action is fixing the identity that got me to where I'm at today. Good or bad. Like it doesn't necessarily mean that we like it where I'm at today is bad. Like I think it's a journey, right? And we should be grateful and joyous and happy on the journey and and reflect on the positive things too. But taking that inventory of how, who do I believe that I am as a person? And if you don't know what I'm talking about with identity, start paying attention to your I am statements. Mm-hmm. Anything that is prefaced with I am is how you are identifying. So for example, I I tied my identity to a lot of emotions in the like in the past like year, year and a half before I kind of this clicked for me and I started doing the work. But I would I would say I, I am anxious because I was. I was feeling lots of feelings of anxiety after having Maya. So I would say I am anxious. I am exhausted. We were just, that's funny. We were literally just (laughs) yawning at the beginning of this episode. I am exhausted. I am tired. And if that is how I'm identifying as a person, if that's part of my identity, like how do you think an anxious, tired, and exhausted person shows up in the day? She's probably not very proactive in reaching her goals, Mm -hmm. right? What thoughts is she having? They're probably, they're thoughts that are probably aren't serving her in being productive and energetic and, and doing the things to reach her goals. Right. So once that clicked for me, once I realized, oh my gosh, the things that I'm tying to my identity and what I am saying about myself are solidifying beliefs and it's impacting how I show up every single day. So this is one, just a quick little identity lesson for you. You're either getting it from like childhood beliefs, like your, your identity was either given to you via your religion, your upbringing, society, whatever, right. Uh, Beliefs that you adopted from other people, or they're coming from thoughts and feelings and you are not your thoughts and feelings, but we oftentimes make ourselves our thoughts and feelings because anxiousness, tired, exhausted, those are all feelings. That's not who I am as a person. Right. But if you're constantly reaffirming that, it does become start to become you as a person. So instead, you need to start thinking about your identity of like, okay, that version of myself that I want to become or that vision that I have and where I'm going, who is she? What's her identity? Right? So the mom... If like the vision of myself is someone who gets up every single day 
gets ready. I'm like happy with my children. I'm not yelling, whatever. You know, I have a loving, happy, successful marriage. I'm confidently showing up in my business. I'm making a certain amount of money, whatever. My identity needs to support that. So instead of saying I'm anxious, tired, and exhausted, maybe I say I am energetic, productive, proactive. Like maybe those are new identity statements that I start referencing back to. And so then the feelings become manageable. How would an energetic, productive, proactive person manage the feeling of anxiety, manage the feeling of tired, manage the feeling of exhausted, right? How would she show up and and do the things that she needs to get done? It's very different. There's a different energy between the two. So starting where I'm at for me means reflecting on my identity, my thoughts, my feelings, and my actions, and how it's all tied to the beliefs, the things that I'm saying about myself. That's interesting. What do I need to change about the things that I'm saying about myself? Yeah, no, that's interesting. And I see the truth. I see how that's super helpful. I might start implementing that, but no, never before have I done something like that. So I really like that. Um, I think more, tan- I think what people jump to more quickly are like the goals and habits, which are right. important stepping stones as well. Right. But well, so. and I think goals and habits, they are, they're important stepping stones. I think off that's where I typically jump to next. Um, And maybe that's just because I feel pretty confident and rooted in my identity, but that's not to say I shouldn't put words to my identity or I shouldn't study and analyze it because that's what this is all about is question things, analyze it, form new thoughts. So I really like starting there. Like that's a step even further back. Let's go deeper. Let's look at identity because identity is going to be tied to action. So we can set goals and habits but those might not ever happen if we don't believe that we're the type of person who can accomplish those goals and habits. Right. One thing I want to say too, because I feel like I might've taken this to a place that feels more negative when we're reflecting on where we're currently at. And it's not a negative thing. It's just like a matter of fact thing. But I also truly believe that you can, you cannot create from a place of lack and scarcity So we're not talking about like being down on yourself and being like, oh my gosh, I'm such a horrible person. Like, look at all of these things I need to fix and change because that's not the reality either. It's just having, bringing awareness to your blocks that are keeping you from achieving your vision. Because I truly feel like at the end of the day, the things that hold us back from getting to where we want to go is there's a part of us that we haven't healed. There's a limiting Mm -hmm. belief that's holding us back. There's a skill we haven't developed or we just haven't put a plan of action into, like there's a strategy that we haven't identified, right? Like you kind of need those three things to be working together. You know, the, the right beliefs, the right mindset, the right skill set, and the right strategy to get Mm -hmm. where you're going. Um, And, but like I said, I don't think you can create from a place of lack. So it's just more about bringing awareness to where you're currently at, but also having an abundance of gratitude for where you are currently at as well. Like if you cannot be grateful and hold space for all the things that you have currently and be so incredibly grateful for what you have currently, like you're not going to receive 
more. I'm so glad you emphasized that because I had like briefly mentioned that before of, oh, well, look at where I'm at from a very gracious standpoint, but let's emphasize this because I agree. And let me just change those words to, you need to love yourself unconditionally with where you're at, like accept yourself where you're at, everything you've done up to this point, love yourself. And then let's continue to love ourselves as we make all these changes because hard things are going to come up. You got to, you got to keep the love strong though. (laughs) That self-love. For sure. And I think it's like at the end of the day, like the older that I get to, I obviously still have on my vision board, like quote unquote, materialistic things that I want to achieve or tangible things that I want to achieve. But for me, it's more, it's becoming more and more of an overall feeling. Mm -hmm. And there would be so much, I, you know, I could be very content in life with the material of, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I felt the need to say that. So when we're talking about, I guess, our vision and becoming the best versions of ourselves, it's not about necessarily acquiring more things or more success or more accolades or more achievements. It's more about just like becoming who your soul was meant to grow and develop into Mm -hmm. in this world. And it, the, it has far less to do with us and more about how we make others feel and more about how we feel at the end of the day. Very much. We're souls living in a human body. The goal is to develop and grow that soul, not just to please the human body with worldly things so yeah but also it is okay to have desires for those worldly things too heck Just- yes it is <laughs> so heck yes okay. it is so I love that okay so we're kind of where, where we're at in this conversation we've created the vision we've reflected on where we're at and we're seeing the path of what we need to work on mm-hmm. to get where we are going um so starting with ourselves our our identity our mindset which is going to guide how we feel and how we behave. And the behavior for me is like the goals and the habits. Yeah. Like the tangible, more practical, strategic steps of, okay, I guess, yeah, it's like the strategy. For me, goals and habits are just strategy. It's like the stepping stones to achieve something, right? So I love to spend some time reverse engineering, like what goals and habits I want to implement Mm -hmm. into my daily life, habits I want to implement into my daily life and goals, which I kind of look at goals as more like projects. Like there's this project that I want to do, right? Running a half marathon, there's a start date, there's an end date to it. Yeah. Growing your business to X amount of months, there's kind of a start date and an end date to that. Yeah. Uh, Starting a business, there's a start date and an end date to that. Writing a book, start date to end date. Like you, goals for me are more just project based. They contribute to the holistic vision, but it's not, yeah, it's just like I can put a timeline to it. And habits, habits for me are more, they can serve the goal, right? They can serve the project and If I do, if I want to write a book, you know, okay, I'm going to make a habit of getting up and writing first thing every day. I'm going to write 30 minutes every single day. Like that's a habit that can serve the goal, but we also need to create habits to serve the vision and the becoming Mm -hmm. of who we want to become too. 
So going back to our identity, how would this type of person show up in her day-to-day life? Well, maybe she would have the habit of, you know, daily meditation, or maybe she would have the habit of prayer, or maybe she would have the habit of getting ready every day. Maybe she would have the habit of doing something nice for her spouse every single day and showing love to her spouse every day, right? That bigger vision, what are those habits? How can we break those down? Because a lot of becoming is small actions compounded over time. Mm -hmm. There's very few things in life that are like big momentous things, right? Yeah. A lot of it's just our day-to-day living that compound over time and create the life that we want and create the version of ourselves that we want to be. And we see other people's big momentous things when they become that person, but they become it through these small habits that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Okay. One thing that I do want to touch on with the habits, because when you were mentioning the habits, and this is common, so common when people think of habits, when people talk about habits, you used a few different examples. And then you were saying daily every time. So like daily serving this person or daily doing this or daily doing that. And I want to talk about that because I used to kind of think that way about habits as well, Uh, either daily or weekly or monthly or quarterly, you know, like very systematized. Mm -hmm. And I've been thinking about this for a while, listened to a couple podcasts about it. Actually, (laughs) not that I was even searching for these podcasts. It was one of those things of you're thinking about this and you start attracting things that are like that. And it was really helpful for me because I've changed my thought process on habits where you can have these shorter timeline systematized habits I'm actually going to use the words masculine masculine and feminine energy on this because the masculine energy is those systematized. Typically yeah. follows like the cycle of the sun, right? Oh, 24 hours, this is a scheduled thing. Every single day we're doing XYZ. Every single week we're doing XYZ. And then we also have the feminine energy side of habits, which is more, it's almost like that becoming. Like it. it is an I identity. It's an embodiment, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and this feminine idea of habits has given me so much grace, especially in the season of a motherhood where every single day looks a little bit different. And maybe I'm not doing my daily habits because it's not necessarily a matter of doing it daily. It's a matter of having these things to fall back on when I need to fall back on. And the habit is really how you're acting and who you're becoming um, and less less scheduled things, I guess I would say. That's interesting. Yeah, I think it's like maybe you and I are saying the same thing, but in different ways because it's like the habit of becoming the best version of yourself to start embodying more of her, like, like what yeah. she thinks, says, and does without like strategically putting it on a checklist of like, I have to get ready every day. Check. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, no, I just, that's just who I am. Like, I just, I want to get ready every day. That's how, that's how I would show up. Is that what you're trying to imply? I think, I think it's a little bit of that. Yeah. I also think it's a little bit more like, more like, um, longer term kind of picture thinking as well. Um, but yes, it's definitely more this embodiment thing of feeling the feeling, even maybe if the habit isn't there. 
Yeah. So my daily habit could be I journal every day. I meditate every day. Okay. But if you don't have that, you can still accomplish that habit in the way of the goal for that is to connect to yourself. You can connect to yourself in another way and check it's done. And you're still embodying that person who is connected to yourself. Yeah. Same thing. If like you were journaling for gratitude, like you can mm-hmm. find ways to embody the feeling of gratitude or think, reflect on gratitude. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I just want to bring that up because I feel like, I don't know, I'm a checklist person. I'm also, and I'm working on this. I'm also someone who I get discouraged if I don't do something that I said I was going to do. So I'm working on being more realistic with what I'm saying I'm going to do. And this idea has helped me a lot of there are different ways to look at habits because otherwise if it's just hey you can only become this best version of yourself if you journal every day that that actually doesn't work for me like that doesn't serve me to tell myself that story and so instead the story i'm telling myself is i'm going to connect to myself every day one of the ways i could potentially do that is journal another way is meditate another way is just mm-hmm. have a few minutes to myself um and giving myself grace in that area Yeah, no, that actually came full circle for me where it's not so rigid. It's more of like, what am I actually trying to achieve with the habit? And there's like, there's flexibility in how you achieve the, that thing. So Mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. And I think, you know, we've brought up like masculine and feminine energy. Like, I think you need both in becoming the best version of yourself too. There is wisdom in having, in like writing out your goals, having the strategy, having the game plan but also leaning into your feminine energy and flow of there's going to be times and seasons where you can't show up and check off all the things, but it's still this conscious, like I am working towards this version of myself and, and embodying the, the thoughts, the feelings and behaviors of her in that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, life isn't always going to be perfect where we like check off our to-do list every day. And that's not the point either. We don't want it to be something where like personal growth shouldn't always be so rigid. It should be fluid and, and recognizing that the point is, is the growth itself. Right. It's the conscious mindfulness about doing that thing. It's not just checking off a box. I did it. It's be present. It's, it's the why you mentioned that before, but like, yeah, why are you doing this habit? What is the point of it? Okay. Make sure you accomplish that more deep rooted point than just the action of it. Yeah. So a couple of things that I think can accelerate, like if you want to pour some gasoline on the fire of all of this, well, one for me, I feel like identity and mindset, like just doing that work alone, when you really embody, (laughs) that is like the embodiment is when you start to believe that you are the person that makes a certain amount of money a year, lives in a certain type of house, you know, shows up a certain type of way. When you believe that you are that person, your actions magically align mm-hmm. to that. You don't even have to really think about the goals and the habits as much because you just start to become. So for me, the the biggest accelerator that you can throw on your vision is working on the identity, the mindset and letting that guide your feelings, your behaviors, etc. It's kind of, you know, when people talk about the law of attraction and how 
like they have things on their vision board. And then one day they like, they forget about their vision board. They look at it and they're like, oh, that thing is accomplished. It's not because they did there. It's not because they like consciously went after that thing anymore. They just became the person that of course they would have that thing in their life. Right. Of course they attracted that thing because they just became that person. When you energetically level up and you level up your beliefs about yourself, you're going to naturally attract the things that you desire, whether they're materialistic things or relationships or whatever, you know, it's, it's about the the energetics behind becoming the person in alignment with your vision. The habits and goals will just literally magnetize themselves to you because yeah. of that work. Yeah. That's the other. And, wait, I just want to say this, like yeah. you said that. So I mean, I guess kind of casually, but like, also I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. Cause I know that too, but that is like such a cool superpower when you can actually do that and embody that thing. And suddenly you are this person and you attract that thing. And so I just want to put like that mind blowing emoji in here and like people's minds, like that was so cool. Awesome tip. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's less about the, I mean, yes, you can create a vision and you want to reverse engineer that to an extent, but it's less about the, the actions. Like that's not, I, people focus on the actions when they set new year's resolutions. They're like, Oh, I have to work out. I have to do this. I have, you know, whatever they have, they focus on the action, the habit, the goal, but if they're not that person, like if they don't, if they don't have a belief that they're a healthy person, you know why so many people don't lose weight in a year? Because they have yeah. a belief that I'm an unhealthy person. I'm an overweight person. And then they mm-hmm. go try to pair that belief with the habit of being healthy or working out. Like there's a mismatch there. Right. If that belief, if you wake up every day with that belief, I'm fat, I'm overweight. And then you try to combat that with a habit to help you lose weight. Like it's not aligned. You first have to believe I am a healthy person who went through a season of unhealthiness, Mm -hmm. but I am a healthy person. And what does a healthy person do? She gets up and she works out every day. So we try to tackle our vision with, with action, but if we haven't healed the beliefs first, the identity, the mindset first, you're going to fall off the the wagon with your goals. So Identity mindset, that is a huge accelerator. Two more accelerators that I feel like get missed when we talk about becoming the best version of ourselves. So one is mentorship. Finding someone who is where you are at. I don't, and I'm not talking just about business. Yeah. I am working with someone next year who I love how she shows up as a wife and as a mother. I am so excited to work with her because she is where I want to be in terms of how she loves her family. And I'm so excited to mentor and learn from her because yeah, that's all I have to say. Like she, she knows something that I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. And it doesn't mean that I can't learn that on my own. Right. You don't hire someone because you don't have the ability to figure it out on your own. You hire someone or you find a, it doesn't even have to be hiring someone. It could be finding a mentor in terms of like, a podcast or reading a book or whatever, but you find something, someone who's achieved what you want to achieve and you go learn their strategy and you learn their system. You learn like 
bask in their wisdom. I was going to say go and apply just being part of their energy. Like how, how do they show up in real life? How are they around you? What kind of energy do they have? That's made such a difference too. Like sometimes you don't even have to, I've been in rooms with mentors, zoom rooms, like virtual rooms with mentors. And I'm like, we don't even have to talk for a second, or let's just talk about life. You know, like, let's not talk about business, just talk about life. And even that makes such a difference for me where I'm like, okay, this is how you talk about things. This is how you view things. And yeah, mentorship, talk about condensing your timeline, because if they're there and they can teach you these things and you don't have to go on and learn it all by yourself and go through the same lessons and timeline that they went through, you just get to take it all in. I mean, yeah, I mean, think of them as a guide. And, and I think it's really important when you're picking your guide that they're aligned in your values and they are aligned in a strategy that feels good to you as well. So know that their strategy and know their values ahead of time, because there's a lot of ways to climb a mountain. There's not just one right way to climb a mountain, right? Like you can climb a mountain several different ways. I would like the person that has the safe path. That's not going to make me like scale with ropes. Like, right. Take me up the mellow path, please. I don't want, I'm fearful of heights. I don't want to scale the side of the mountain with a rope and an ax. So I'll go, I'll go rock climbing. I'll do that side of it. You can go the other side. So that's what I'm saying. It's so important that like, when you have a mentor, there's probably lots of people that have accomplished what you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Find the strategy that feels aligned to you and find someone who's aligned with your values. Otherwise it's not going to be a good fit. Right. Right. Cause you'll learn the way they do something or how they do something. And it's not going to actually be aligned. You're like, but that's not the way that I want to do it. That's right. That's not who I want to be. So I agree. But, Shop around, hire a mentor who feels aligned to you, who can teach you how to get to the place where you want to get to faster. Cause they've already learned the lessons. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. Like the point of mentorship is they're now your guide. They know what to avoid. They know what detours not to take, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And that will help collapse time around reaching your goals, your vision, et cetera, mm-hmm. becoming the best version of yourself. And then the last accelerator and Don, maybe you have some other accelerators too. I don't know, but the last accelerator for me is skill development. Yeah. So in addition to working on our beliefs and our mindset, there is like practical skills that sometimes we need to develop as well in order to achieve that vision. The easiest thing for me to think of is like a business, if you're a business owner, especially if you're like a solopreneur and don't have a team yet, you can have the most brilliant brain in the world. But if you don't know sales skills, like how are you going to actually convince people to buy your product or service? If you don't have marketing skills, how are you going to like get people to buy your product or service? Right. Or if you do have a team, is that team going to stick around or not because of the level of leadership skills that you have? Mm -hmm. Right. So I think it's really important that we're evaluating who do I need to embody to reach this vision? What does she believe about herself? What does she believe about the world? What does she think, say, and do? Is there someone who can guide me there faster? Is there someone that I can? learn from so that I don't have to go do it the hard way. Yes. Like shortcuts. And it's not even about shortcuts, but it's like, it is okay to take the shortcut. It is okay to take the the path that's already been paved. Yeah. You don't have to to go through the brush 
<laughs> to reach your destination. I mean, you can, but you might come out on the other side a little bit more scratched and wounded. Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and then what do I need to learn? What mm-hmm. skill do I need to develop to achieve this? Anyways, those are my accelerators. And that's truly, I mean, there's probably more things that I could say about what needs to be in place for reaching your vision. But I feel like those are the the main things. Those are the key things that I think about. Yeah. I mean, I think we did well covering all of that. So I don't think I have anything to add, except I'm... I am no longer yawning. I'm very jazzed up after this conversation. <laughs> Me too, actually. <laughs> um, And so I hope our listeners are too. Like, I hope you listening right now can take this and kind of run with it. And maybe you have time right now. Maybe you have time later. But do these exercises. Go figure out what your vision is. Go figure out what goals and habits you want to set. Be kind and gentle on yourself. Find a mentor. Learn the skills. We're just... I mean, this community that we're building is all about personal development and growth and sharing the journey with each other and being here to support each other. And so really, that's what we're here for, supporting you, growing with you, seeing you, leading you from time to time, letting you lead us from time to time. Um, But we're just so excited to have you here. And thank you for listening. And here's to your best year ever, guys. Yes. Here's to your best year ever. Okay. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the She Gets It podcast. We know how important it is to have someone who just gets it no matter what season of life or business you are navigating. If you haven't already, come make our friendship official and say hi to us on the gram. We love hearing from you and would love to have you be part of our community. Our IG links are in the show notes to make it super easy to find us. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast, leaving a review and sharing it with one of your business besties. Until next time.